This is Johnny D, the Motivational Cowboy, with this week's Outstanding Life Podcast. And let me tell you, this is going to be a good one. In the studio with me right now is Miss Hillary. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Absolutely outstanding. I was thinking about this on your way over. It has been like eight years since we met, maybe nine. It's been a long time. Yeah. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. Well, this but, it's, is- but it's weird to see each other outside of... A racetrack. When when it, when you pulled up and I was like, Hillary, where's all your Chevy stuff? You're like, listen, I'm driving a brand new Volt, okay? So le- leave me alone. I'm in normal human clothes. Oh, right. I'm not soaked in sweat. <laughs> yeah, we're not outside. I actually have the air conditioning on yeah. here at the house. A thousand degrees. Well, this is going to be one of those episodes that um, me and Hillary were just talking about this, that it is probably going to get a little emotional. And when me and Hillary start talking about this, she reached out to me because I reached out to all my friends and family. And those of you that are listening and may have been watching me and following me on social media, you know that I helped a little 13-year-old um, girl celebrate her 13th birthday by by putting it out there and telling everybody that she is fighting mental health issues. Her mother reached out to me and I had all my friends and family um, send her birthday cards. And um, and Hillary was one of those young women that sent her birthday cards and reached out to, to her base of friends as well. And then afterwards, Hillary, you came to me and said, Johnny, I have to tell you something. I said, okay. Now again, I've known you for almost 10 years. And, and you said, hey, listen, when you get a minute, let's talk. And I was like, oh boy, what did I say? What did I do? <laughs> you know, it won't be the first time. And uh, you're like, no. Um, you said, I fight with issues too. And um, you said, um, this is near and dear to me. And, and, and that's something that I didn't know anything about you. It's funny when you think that you know somebody, oh, you, totally you really know. don't know anybody. And um, later on, you reached out and we start talking about it. And then I asked you to be on the podcast yeah. and you said, absolutely. Name the time, name the place and let's do it. So here we are. And this is going to be one of those episodes that um, you thought it was funny because I couldn't prepare because you wouldn't let me. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, let's just wing it. I like winging it. Winging it's fun. Don't take any notes. Don't have any questions prepared. Let's right. just go off the cuff with it. Yeah. And, and, and it made me start thinking about how many people in America actually fight with mental health issues. Well, I, I really think it's something that is not discussed. And Absolutely. and honestly, around the time that, uh, you know, the whole Morgan thing happened, that was really around the time we had the loss of Kate Spade, which was really big in the fashion industry. And then we had the loss of Anthony Bourdain, yes. who is oh. one of my absolute idols. Yeah. I mean, he's mine too. He was amazing. He's the one that taught me to eat anything that anyone put in front of me. Uh, I mean, that's <laughs> yeah, that, that's why I wear a large. <laughs> And, and, and to take no crap from anybody, but that's a man that has truly, and I mean, he's been, he was very open about it, yeah. truly open about mental health issues and about what he went through. So that Because loss, so many people hide it. Uh, everybody does. And, and everybody, I really think that the majority of Americans have, and like I said, I'm not a professional, but a lot of people have some issues that maybe they don't know they have and they harness them deep down inside and 
they lash out maybe in ways and then they don't understand what's going on and they don't have answers for it. And, you know, they just chalk it up to, well, it was, you know. I'm just having a bad day. I'm having a bad day. Yeah. When it could be something so much more than that. Absolutely. And maybe your home base isn't as strong as it should be, you know, and I think that's a big deal. Home base, friend base. That's such a big deal to everybody. Yeah. And I know a lot of people who don't have that and you have to have a good friend base then for them. So it's something that's not talked about enough in America. That's one, for sure. I don't know if you knew this statistically proven one in five Americans experience mental health issues. I'm not good at math, but that seems like that's a lot of people. That is a lot of people. And I mean, it, it was just amazing to me. Um, suicide is the 10th leading cause of death in the United States and accounts for the loss of more than 41,000 American lives each year. Isn't that crazy? Like this is... That's a when, huge number. When you listen to to my podcast, I always get those moments where I get chill bumps. And when I'm reading this, as I'm talking to you, how can you not get emotional? I mean... One out of every five Americans deal with mental health issues. Yeah. Look at how, look at how many, look when we go to an, a race or an event, at how many people we talk to in a weekend. Mm -hmm. So now put that number with it. And, and can you imagine? And, and the majority of them don't even know that th there's an issue. Listen to this. It accounts for, like I said, it, it accounts for, um, the loss of more than 41,000 mm -hmm. American lives each year. That's more than double of the number of lives lost from homicide. What the frick is that? I mean, that, I mean, can you, that's double. I know. Yeah. I don't know how I'm going to get through this, <laughs> this podcast without getting teared up here. Um, I've, I've been the unfortunate person to have lost two friends to suicide. Mm -hmm. One when I was just a sophomore in high school. Uh, another one later on in life, he was actually uh, one of my sister's really good friends. And I found out before she found out. So I had to find where she was to go tell her because I couldn't How did they bear to let her know. Was it drugs? Did they harm themselves? Uh, yeah, no. they both... Um, and this is a tough thing to talk about. Yeah. They both hung themselves. Oh. I mean, that's yeah. a terrible way to go. Yeah. And, and and something I get so tired of hearing people say, and I, I've smacked my dad for it because he said it after Kate Spade. He said, that's so selfish. And that's so, you know, you're, you're letting all these people down. And I looked at my dad and I, I said, really? You you out of everybody, because you suffer from mental health mm -hmm. problems, are gonna say that. And yeah. the whole, what do they have to be depressed over? You yeah. know, when they it comes money, when they it comes money. to celebrities, money doesn't make you happy. Another, I mean, uh, that's just Hillary. Another statistic proof. Be before you got here, it has nothing to do with money. No, it has rich or poor. No, what color you are? Throw it out the window because it, it doesn't matter. Uh, we're, we all bleed the same blood at the end of the day. I don't care what color skin you are. Yeah. And it all comes down to. We've all got a heart, yeah. blood coursing through our bodies and brains. And 
it, to me, the way I've always said it is that with depression and anxiety that, uh, the wires aren't connected right in the brain. Mm -hmm. And, And that's why I think once again, not a professional, but that's why I feel like a lot of people have these tendencies. Some people with mental health illness do commit suicide. Some people don't, some people can work through it, but it's just, I think the way, and maybe that's a little car speak because the wires are not, they're not wired right. Right. Yeah. No, I, something's been crisscrossed. Something's been plugged into the wrong place. And and I mean, it's, the numbers are staggering and, you know, luckily enough, there is the National Suicide Lifeline, and yeah, and I and I, I want you to go ahead and give that number. Anybody right can there. call that. So I highlighted it for you, right? I know, there. <laughs> I know, but I have to read the bigger one because I'm blind. Uh, so now that one here is for no, it's just, it's it's the same, same one. Yeah. Okay. So it's one 8255 Then for the Veterans Crisis yep. Line, it's one eight hundred. Two seven three eight two five five, but you got to press one. Right. So two different kind of sectors of people working with different groups of people, and and that's the biggest thing is just to reach out and ask for help, and that's why it was so important for yeah. Morgan's mother to reach out to me. Well, she's so young. She was thirteen years old, or she's she just turned so, thirteen. She's so young. So I think you gotta you gotta get a hold on that real quick. Yeah. And so for mom to recognize that. That's great. Because I think it's such a, it's a myth. In fact, I think I read it in there yeah. that, that kids don't suffer from mental yeah. health illness. Yeah. And that's such it's a lie. It's such a lie. I, I don't know who ever thought in their right mind that kids don't have problems, but you have no idea what kind of household they've been brought up in. You Amen, have no yeah. idea, mom, dad, maybe no parents. Right. You don't know. Yeah. Maybe no family. You know, that's something yeah. that all comes into play, I think. And it's really great that Morgan's mom stepped up like that really quick. When I got that call or I didn't get the call, I got the, uh, the email from her just asking, she says, Hey, listen, I know you've done a lot for my daughter. Um, but is there any way that you could send Morgan a card? She goes to the mailbox every single day and, uh, her birthday's coming up and all she wants is a birthday card from some people. And I literally pulled the car over crying because I do have a platform and my platform is pretty awesome to be able to ask for help from my friends and followers and stuff. And, um, to this day, she got almost a hundred cards, gifts and stuff like that. That's so awesome. And, and I don't know if you saw the video that her mom posted of Morgan, but Morgan start crying. And let me tell you something. It was like, and that I just had not I had nothing to do with it except for reaching out. I mean, of course I sent her cards and right, gifts right, and some right, money right. and stuff like that. I mean, I did my part too, but but just knowing that I was able to to literally buy a card from you know for somebody and send it to them and gave them a little bit of hope. Well, like what's a card cost, really? A dollar. I mean, literally, you can go to the dollar store and buy two for a two for a dollar. Exactly. And in fact, I'm gonna do a little uh, if I can find it, little app push here that my uh, <laughs> that my one of my girlfriends wrote to her because mm-hmm. I of course went to my big groups who I think are you know wonderful people. They yeah. understand mental health illness. They're big advocates. Um, so I went to two of my girlfriends who are um, a big part of my life. I know I can go to them and talk to them about anything. Yeah. 
Um, so she has this app that she's, it's called Punk Post. Oh, really? So you literally can type in your message and pick what your card is going to look like. And they do artwork. So that is your friends that I saw the pictures of them sitting around? Different friends. Oh, but th- okay. those ones made me cry. Those ones made me cry. These were two other girlfriends. Okay. I mean, I sent it to a bunch of people. Yeah, I blasted yeah. a bunch of people. Yeah, she's like, I've got this cool app. You pay five bucks. They do hand artwork, calligraphy. They do... It's amazing. Oh, wow. So what is it again? I mean, Punk Post. Punk Post. And so if you guys are listening to the Outstanding Life podcast, you better let us know because we're plugging you right now. How how cool is that? Wait a second. So now at this point. Then you can't forget to buy someone a car. You don't even have to go to the store. Okay. You can be on your phone in the airport and send somebody a card. That is so cool. Isn't that so cool? But what's really cool is just being there for somebody. And making them feel like... They've got a group. Yep. Absolutely. They've got people. They've got people who want to be a part of their lives. And I'm hoping her as a 13 year old understands that's a big deal. Yeah. But she's got to be inviting of that. Yeah. And I know that's hard for some people. It's hard for some people to just talk to people. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, it's hard for some people to just do it. It's just open up. Period. It's, it's really hard. Especially for some these people. days. Oh. I mean, listen, with, with with social media and stuff, and I mean, listen, everybody is, is a critic behind the keyboard. Everybody's a <laughs> keyboard warrior. I mean, everybody is one at some point. I, I've I've had my moments, yeah. you know, where I'm like, are you kidding me I, right I, now? I sometimes mispronounce a word on stage and somebody will say something and I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, I just talked for an hour. You're going to take one yes. thing that I said and like, are Scrutinize you kidding me? me for it. Yeah. yeah. No, it's, and, and, and you know. I think the hard thing too is, and this is something that's been talked about a lot is I think it's a lot harder for men to open up versus women. I'm sure it has something to do with ego. Well, I, and, I, would, and, I would have to ask my daughter cause she's a clinical psychologist, well, but and, yeah. But I think mean, about, think about the way little boys are raised. Absolutely. We have to be strong. Don't you cry. don't cry. Yeah. <laughs> what are you crying for? Yeah. Like that's such a load of crap. Yeah. Why? I, I will get in my car and listen to a song and I just have to cry because that's life. And, but everybody's like, well, it's okay because you're a girl, but that shouldn't be okay because I'm a girl. It should be okay because I'm human. Yeah, absolutely. Humans are balls of emotion. Yeah. There's, you know, a meme that's like, we're cucumbers with anxiety because we're like all water. (laughs) Right. So, (laughs) so, so when you said to me that, that, Hey, listen, yes, I want to be on your podcast. You said, I am myself a functioning mental health patient. Yeah. I mean, would that be the right the way the right way to say it? I mean, sure. I don't know. I don't, I don't, know, I don't know, know what the cl- right way. I don't know what I classify myself <laughs> right. as. Like, I, I I mean, you deal with things. I deal with things. And you're I, functioning. I've is got my anxiety. Point. I've got a little bit of depression. I take medication for it at night. Yeah. I carry Xanax as a safety blanket <laughs> for me, you know. I might have a day where stuff just has Completely gone awry and how I can't did you get it together. come to the conclusion that you needed help? If you don't mind me asking, how, when, when, at what point in your life did you finally say, listen, something's wrong. My wires are crossed. You know, as I, you would put it. I, um, <laughs> I think at a young age. Oh, really? You kind of notice. I feel like in the, that maturity stage, Morgan's 13. Yeah. She's a growing girl. When, and when you're in that stage, you kind of start to notice that. Stuff maybe isn't right. Mm-hmm. Um, I always have had a lot of friends. Uh, I've always been very outgoing. Right. Uh, but I told you earlier, I'm in 
extroverted introvert. Like mm-hmm. I love to be at home and on my couch and binge watching Netflix. <laughs> I mean, and if someone texts me and says, let's go out at nine o'clock, like that's way too late. No, no, We're, we go to brunch and then I go to sleep when I go home, you know? And I think as a young kid, I noticed it, but I didn't say anything. Right. It took up until I was a full adult on my own mm-hmm. to recognize that something was wrong. So did you go see a professional? Um, I didn't for a long time. Really? For a long time, I just dealt. I dealt with it. So you knew something was wrong? Yeah. But didn't do nothing about it? No. It's expensive. Yeah, I know. I mean, for I, me, for me, at that time, I didn't have uh, health insurance. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was for me to go for a one hour visit, 75 bucks a pop, Yeah, 75 to 80 bucks, if not more, depending on who you go to. Yeah. So, I mean, I kind of laughed in my first visit cause we made it to like age six right? and I was like, <laughs> I'm going to need a lot of visits here. <laughs> yeah. Cause, cause all I could think was we've made it to age six and we've got like 20 something more years to go. <laughs> so <laughs> we're in trouble and we're in for a lot of visits. But I mean, at that point, at least, and yeah, I have friends that I can talk to about stuff, yeah. but having someone that is a non-biased party is completely different. Absolutely. You know, being So did able, you find support groups? So at first I did. I reached out to a friend of mine that is a therapist, went to school for therapy, mm-hmm. um, and he hooked me up with, this was years ago, um, he hooked me up with a group that was like a women's group, basically. Yep. It was free at the time because once now, was again, it at a church or was it Christian? Was it? It was actually just at uh, like a center in okay. downtown Lansing. Gotcha. Uh, there okay. was like a women's center kind of thing there for women to come in and get you know help with certain things in life. Did you just look it up online? Because before you got <laughs> here, it was amazing to me when I put in help mental health. Oh, it's like overloaded. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. there was a lot. You have to go through it. Yeah. But there are programs out there for people for to sure. get help. Yeah. So I went a couple times to this group setting and it was nice, but at the same time, and it's not that I didn't feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel like it was the right setting for me. Yeah. So absolutely. that's definitely like a big Chemistry deal. Chemistry is a big deal. Yeah. It is. I've got a friend of mine that's trying to find a therapist right now. And even he said after like the second or third visit, he's like, this is, she's not, she's not the right fit. Right. Right. And and that's fine. But there yeah. are, there's other therapists out there. But it's, and I think it's hard to find the one that can fit sometimes. And yeah. it takes a lot of work and it, once again, it costs, costs a lot of money. Yeah. Because I mean, it's not only going in for therapy, but you also, if I'm not mistaken, there are testing that that's involved and stuff like that to find out why you are feeling the way you are. It's and not I, just talking about and it. And I've not done any crazy tests or mm-hmm. anything. I've just had the discussions and that's kind of where, you know, I've told doctors how I feel, my symptoms, stuff like this. So right. that's, I'm on a very, very low dose of my Celexa or whatever it is. But, you know, I, so I've never had that true testing done but there is something there. I know there's something so there. So do you know when that, when something's coming on? Oh, totally. Like, cause I don't know. Totally. So, so I, I hope that I'm not mis- or asking the wrong no, questions no, here, no. but it, can you feel a feeling coming on? Can I you can. Feel, okay. I so, can. so at that point, what do you do? Like, so it, like, because if there's listeners out there listening to this, that may be having these same mm-hmm. feelings, they're going, wait, I knew something was wrong. 
What, like what, what happens for you? So there's a couple different feelings that I get. There's, there's that anxious feeling versus the depression feeling. And that full depression feeling for me normally happens. Like I could be, I was watching a, a baking show mm-hmm. and I started crying. I, don't ask. I don't know. <laughs> So something. I'm not hit, laughing at you. It just, I mean, no. I mean, because I don't know. So it's like something that just hit me about this woman mm-hmm. who worked so hard for her whole life, and she finally, somebody finally pushed her to open her own place, and she was just. I mean, it was probably her crying too, but she was so excited about it. And there's a part of me that starts to think, you know, you start to look at your own life mm-hmm. and think, Am I really on the right path? Am I doing what I should be doing? Is yeah. this where I want to be? So then you start to go, oh, my God. Yeah. And you start to kind of spout off everything that's wrong. Right. And then I worry about things that happened 10 years ago that (laughs) I can't fix. And, you know, I worry about everything. So then I got to go lay in bed and just cry. Right. You know. So is at that point is that where you're able to take some medication now? Um, to help actually normally, help you. Normally, I would take pop like half a Xanax. Okay. And just calm down. Now, and now, then, if you don't mind me asking, what is a Xanax? <laughs> I mean, again, I've never done a drug in my life, so I don't know. It's an anxiety medication. It's gonna calm you, relax you a lot. I don't take a whole one because I'll I'll be asleep. Okay. I'm going to sleep if I take a whole one. So let me ask you this then: when you are traveling, because I know you travel yeah. all all over the country for your job. Do you feel those anxious things coming on when you travel? Because I know that like stress happens a lot when we travel. I'm pretty good with harnessing it now. Okay. Um, if you ever so is harnessing a, a good thing or is it a bad thing? Is that holding it For in? Me, it's not holding it in because I can release everything later. But I know when and where is the time. Mm-hmm. I've had my breakdowns in public and walking around and just like crying and keeping the glasses on or driving and and I've kind of learned to not hold it in but just know when my time and place is for it. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times I've got headphones on. If I don't have headphones on, I'm normally with somebody we work with and we're talking so it kind of can take that mind away from everything. How do you deal with it at work? Because if those people that don't know Hillary works with the public. I mean, that's what you do. That surprisingly doesn't make me anxious. The only time I've ever gotten anxious in public, uh, not in public, but like at work like that was probably five years ago. And honestly, it was all, (laughs) I hate to say this, it was all the clients doing. It was, let's do this. No. And then the other, we had two there and they both wanted to run something completely different. And I'm sitting there like, oh, oh, oh my gosh. I, I can't ha- I, I can't handle this. So of course I'm sitting in this truck, supposed to be giving a presentation, and I'm just sitting there thinking these two need to stop and get their act together because I'm having a breakdown and I can't even relax right now because I'm in a boat and fishing show. Yeah, and, and there's nowhere to hide. Where right. am I gonna go? Yeah, yeah, because you're at a convention. Center. Yeah, I'm at a huge convention center. I'm gonna go yeah. sit in the food court and cry or the bathroom. Like I mean, I've <laughs> cried in my fair share of bathrooms, but I don't want to do it there. You know, so it's that was really. I mean, that was probably I said four or five years ago. That was probably the moment I realized I had some anxiety issues that I needed okay. to really harness. So it was only four or five years ago you actually got some help. Yeah. Oh yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it wasn't long ago. So so what did you do? Um, th- it was kind of in that moment, and I I kind of had to sit there, just drink a glass of water, drink some cold water, relax myself. 
talk myself out of it and think, okay, there's a problem. Mm-hmm. There's no way you're just this frustrated right. over whether someone wants the passenger side doors open or the driver's side doors open. And why not all four doors? Right. There's no way you are this visibly upset about truck doors. Right, right. No way. No way. <laughs> so you knew that there was a problem. I knew there was something going on there. I'm like, this is not right. And, uh, you know, in that moment, it was kind of like a go home. And really, I still don't think I did anything for probably another year after that. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. And then I finally made the decision, like, go go see someone. Did you feel better <coughs> afterwards? When you went, you saw the doctor, they gave you whatever you needed. And so you I talked to have only been on medication for about a year now. Oh, really? So, so what did you do for, them before, for three or four years? Before, I was just doing on and off therapy sessions and a lot of yoga. Really? Yeah. So yoga, were, did, did it help? Yoga and meditation... Are and I've been so bad with my yoga practice mm-hmm. lately, and I keep telling myself just. And I've slowly been getting back into it. I used to do an hour of yoga a day because that was just my way to release everything. So that is another thing that they always talked about <laughs> was making sure that you surround yourself with good people. You exercise. You yeah. Work. Make make sure that you have purpose. Yeah, for sure. And and I think that for people to say that people with mental health issues like they can't hold a job or they can't i Mm. hold up to three jobs at a time sometimes so don't tell me i can't hold a job sometimes working 12 14 hours Uh, yeah exactly i I can travel the same day travel the same day (laughs) and you're hot and you've been outside and you're exhausted and you've talked to five thousand people and and no it's that's such a myth that you can't hold a job so you got through able to deal with your issues through work and stuff, has that affected you in like uh, relationships? Um, probably. Okay. Um, you know, it's, and again, you said that I'm not being personal. No, no, you no, no, said no. I'd be an open book no, no, here. No, no. So it's, I'm trying to um, learn too. It's, it's, if at the time I had dated someone who also had issues. Oh, and he knew it, and he was he was, getting help. So were you guys supporting? No, and that oh. was the problem. You were and getting so help, and he I wasn't. was. I was oh. this full promoter of please go see, and he had for a long time before, mm-hmm. and then stopped. And so that was a That's combination. That's you can't do is stop, can you? No, no. That's the thing. That was a combination of terrible OCD mm-hmm. and uh, an explosive anger disorder. Yeah, and so you know it's. That's a lot for someone to harness. And what that is, those issues were from, I don't know. Because yeah. once again, we're back into the guy thing where yeah, we don't talk. guys don't talk about anything. Yeah. Guys don't talk about emotions. Even if you've been together for a long time, you can feel like you don't really know somebody. <laughs> that's right. I mean, that, and that's why sometimes people overwork themselves is because they don't oh, want to sure. deal with their problems sometimes. For sure. They'd rather, you know, get into work and do things and... And forget about everything else. You know, I've always said um, for the last 20 years anyways, being a professional speaker, and even like now with this podcast, this is always a great way for me to express myself. Oh, yeah. It's like this is therapy for me every single day. But And it keeps you busy. <laughs> and it keeps me busy. You and know? Like I could and, work 20 hours a day and not be mad about that. Right. Exactly. I'm going to be exhausted. <laughs> I love burning the candle at both ends. Yeah. But I mean- that's my way to keep my mind off of everything. What advice could you give somebody that may be listening to this saying, you know what? I know exactly what she's talking about. I'm a guy. 
I, I, and I have those issues Yeah. or I'm a girl and I know exactly what she's talking about and I'm not getting help. What advice could you give them? Where, where can somebody go and look? My, my starting area would be talk to your friends. If you've got a good base of friends and you know you have a say, good base of friends, the good friends, and that's because the, there's a lot of crappy friends, you can pick them out. I've maybe only got two to four really close friends that I know I can talk to about anything, everything, and that's not a judgmental area. High five on that because I literally have three or four friends, and I mean friends. I don't close, use the, close. Friends. I don't use the word friend like people use the word love. Right. I right. don't use those words when I say I love you. There's a reason why I'm saying I love you. And that's the same thing for yeah. me with friends. Yeah. Like I can't, I've got two to four that I know are not going to be judgmental yeah. of what I come to them it's with. It's so hard for people to not it be is. judgmental. It is. And, and and unfortunately. And we're humans. We all do it. I, I get it. But when you. But when you start to talk to somebody about mental health, yeah. you're going to figure out real quick who's your friends and who's not your friends. Totally. Because <laughs> I've, totally. I've had those times where I needed to talk, you know, talk to somebody and I realized that they had the problems and it had nothing to do with me, but they wanted to give me advice. Right. And I was like, are you kidding me? You don't even know what I'm going through. Right. Like, and then it was just like, okay, I can't talk to you because you have no clue what I'm going through. Right. And, and I think it's, it's nice, even if the person you're talking to doesn't fully understand, mm-hmm. but they're willing to listen, that's a big deal. Yeah. If you've got someone who's willing to listen, isn't going to be this judgmental person and understands that you just want to get 20, 30 pounds of stuff off your chest that's right. just been bothering you for the last 15 years, yeah. find that person, let somebody be that person, cry to them, you know, find that person you can be a shoulder to cry on. If you're not comfortable with that, I think like any person, we have the internet. Take to Google. Come on. Find a center you can go to. There are lots of, once again, we don't talk about mental health a lot in the United States, but there are a lot of centers out there. Call this call this hotline. It may be a suicide hotline, but... Yeah, they will find you help. There's someone that you can talk to. You know, here here's the deal. If you don't want to call because of the, you know, it says suicide hotline, listen... Get okay. a hold of me at motivationalcowboy.com. My email is right there, Johnny D at motivationalcowboy.com. I will personally find you help in your area. It'll be easy to do. If if I'm just that first step mm-hmm. that somebody takes yeah. to get them help, that I want to just be a stepping stone. I don't need to be the whole wall. Mm-hmm. I just want to be a block for somebody to realize that, hey, you know what? Wow, I may not have problems, but you know what? My friend, maybe I should reach out to them. Yeah. And and what kind of things do people go through? Like if I'm the outsider looking in and, and but I notice that that maybe you're acting different. What are those things that people look for? I, I think you need to look if you've got a friend that you're really used to that maybe you guys go out all the time. Maybe you guys always hang out and all of a sudden they're very sheltered. They're very quiet. They're not communicating often with you. I think those are kind of telltale signs of I need to reach out more. I need to call. We don't call a lot. I feel like the phone doesn't get picked up a lot. I'm a phone talker. I like talking on the phone, but I feel like the majority of America just text messages. Let me tell you something. I've gotten more gigs. I know I'm getting off the subject of mental health 
and talk about business for a minute, but I've gotten more gigs because I don't email people. I call, call. people. Exactly. So, and I sometimes get in those modes where I text because I don't want to bother somebody, but you're absolutely right. I can't even tell you how many times I've been on the road and somebody will call me and I say, you have no idea. Like nobody has called me in days. Yeah. And it was like, wow. But it's the same. But, but then on the flip side, it's the same with text messages too. You know, I, I could go a whole day and not text or talk to anybody. Right. Except for work, you know, exchanges or whatnot. Even a simple text just to say, hey, hi, thinking, thinking about, about you. you. Um, and I know it's silly, but I, we were talking about cards with Morgan and it, we were sending birthday cards, but I'm still the person that totally goes and buys cards and has a stack of cards and sends them when I feel like it. Hillary, I'm going to challenge everybody listening right now. I am going to challenge each and every one of you that are that that's listening to myself and Hillary. I want you to stop this podcast right now and text or call three people and just let them know you're thinking about them. Now, it may be somebody you talked to just an hour ago. It may be somebody you talked to yesterday. It may be somebody you haven't talk to in years. I want you to text three people. Just let them know you're thinking about it. Maybe if you don't know what to say, just tell them to have an outstanding day. Hillary, I, I do this in my, in, my, in my presentations and it's amazing how many people get a text message back going, you have no idea. You have no idea I needed that today. Yeah, And that's not me. That's just some crazy motivational cowboy out there telling you to do it. They did it, and they changed somebody's day. Right, and I... So right now, I want you to text three people and just tell them that... You don't have to tell them you love them if you don't love them, but just text <laughs> somebody. I guarantee you, Hillary, there's going to be somebody getting a text message back going, are you at the bar already? <laughs> is there's always drinking? somebody. Are you drinking? Yeah, always. It's so funny how how people don't reach out anymore. But I, You are I, absolutely right. I see stuff. I hear songs, things... For me, a lot of that kind of stuff brings back memories to me. So as soon as that happens, I'm the person that pick, you know picks the phone up and says, oh my gosh, you're not going to believe this. I heard this song or whatever. It made me think of blah, 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 blah. Right. Just to, hey, I'm th it made me think of you, you know? So I was just looking here and we were just talking about um, uh, early warning signs. Mm-hmm. It is so funny how I, I got to be honest with you. I mean, there's so many early warning signs: eating and sleeping too much or too little. I do both those. <laughs> I was just gonna say that. I mean, that's <laughs> I everything. Eat, I, eat, I, I, I want you to, to look at I that. It's eat, right there at the I bottom. I eat a lot. And and you tell me. Oh, look at pulling away from people and <laughs> usual, you know, and your usual activities. What did I just say? Yeah, having low or no energy. Um, that's. Me on a daily basis. Yeah. I, I tell my doctor all the time, I could sleep for 12 hours. I'm still tired at the end of the day. It's so funny because when you said that, do you think that that's like yoga for you? I know that probably after you get done with yoga, you feel like a million dollars. Am I right? You probably don't want to go there. It's a great feeling. Yes. It's honestly, for me and a lot of people, there are a lot of people who kind of get that depression out by going to the gym and working out. Yeah. I'm not really, the endorphins, don't. it doesn't affect me that way. Okay. I can go to the gym and work out and yay, like, great job. You spent 30 to an hour in, in the gym, right? 
I would much rather be on my yoga mat with some candles burning and I don't listen to typical yoga music. I totally listen to like punk music when okay. I'm doing yoga, which really? is so weird. But <laughs> yeah, uh, so I, I'm i not like everybody else with yoga. I kind of do a little different. But afterwards, yeah. I feel so much. You feel, it sounds so silly. You feel lighter. Yeah. You feel like everything's just kind of gone. Have you ever done hot yoga? I have. Oh, my God. Gosh. Do you really sweat as much as everybody says I it's do? It's awful. So I did yoga like once with my daughter. I'm like, Jessa, I go, we got to go do yoga. And she's like, no. I go, come on. I just want to do it. I just want to be able to say I did it yoga three times did this year. Did you do hot yoga? No. I did regular, <laughs> regular yoga. And I looked at Jessa and I go, wasn't that I, I couldn't do anything like let me let me tell you something I'm that guy you're using that, like <laughs> three blocks to stack it up because you're like either like touch the floor and you're like can I just stand here like can I have the blocks please <laughs> so I, I afterwards there was something that that last five minutes about yoga oh it's of getting very, into a whatever kind of state you're or, normally kind of in like a <laughs> you're like in a napping position yeah, basically. you're right? laying down or you're in child's pose it was just amazing and so, you're just relaxed yeah. So, and it took yoga's what about forty five minutes to an hour. Yep. So it took about fifty five minutes to relax me because totally. you know I'm hyper all the time. Totally. So, so, but that last five minutes, something happened. I transformed into this other person because you're this, just kind of laying there and thinking about just thinking I, I about literally it was like an out of body go. experience. Yeah, it totally is. So I looked at my daughter afterwards. I was bouncing out of there. I go, "Wasn't that awesome? Let's do it again. Let's sign up." And she's like, "No." <laughs> Just, just like, you know, she's a clinical psychologist. Absolutely not. She, she roller derbies three or four days a week. I think she'd rather hit people than to go to yoga. Hey, everybody, everybody's different though. Right, like yeah. everybody has to find their thing. So yeah. I stretch for five minutes in the morning when I can. When yeah. I'm not waking up and I got to leave the house. But I try to do just like a little sun salutation in the morning, get everything out, kind of wake the mind up a little bit. Do it. Do it whenever you feel comfortable. I'm such a big advocate of yoga. Hot yoga, though, is is hot. <laughs> like, be prepared, like, to leave and just, if you have a mat, take a towel because you're going to slip inside. <laughs> That's the way it's been here in Michigan for the last week. Ugh. And then, you know, I don't know if you saw, but last week I spent um, three days at St. Jude. Yeah. And um, that was a life-changing um uh, deal for me, and then, but then, of course, I had to go have some fun, so I, I flew by Nashville on the Obviously. way home, and and but, um, for those people that are listening right now, and I don't want it to come from me, I want it to come from you, Hillary, and uh, I'm, I'm I'm talking about these big dudes out there that are either driving a truck or or, or driving the race car <laughs> or or whatever, that they know that they're fighting with something. What do you want to say to these people? find someone to talk to. Yeah. Find your, find your thing that makes you feel, even if work, some people work doesn't make them feel like they have a purpose. Mm -hmm. So if that's not what you feel like your purpose is and you don't feel like you have a purpose, find that purpose. Even if it's going to St. Jude's, mm -hmm. I mean, that's a life changing experience. Seeing that's kids. Volunteer is on that for volunteering okay come on who doesn't want to go snuggle a puppy like seriously <laughs> you can volunteer at different humane societies different animal rescues my dad and i just went and did it 
for like four hours the other day. They brought up 60 dogs from Kentucky from a high kill shelter. Yeah. And we went and we walked these dogs and just hung out with them. And they were so happy. You just said something that I, I in the back of my mind, I wanted to bring up to you. And you said that your dad had been fighting with issues. Oh, his whole, his whole life. I, okay. Since I could remember. Right, right. Okay. So. But he's very quiet about it. He's very quiet about it. Obviously, I'm sure that he knows his daughter went and got help. I mean, and I figured it out because I figured out what his medications were. That's the only reason I ever knew what was up. So do you do things differently with your dad knowing <laughs> that he does fight with issues? Absolutely because you not. Just said, oh, you, because I you, don't. <laughs> because you just got done telling me. Wait a second. But you just got done telling me. You said, Johnny, we just went and volunteered. So I thought for sure you were like kind of saying hey dad let's go i actually it was it was funny because he's a very he's a very man he's a man okay he's gonna go build something i hope your dad is a man he's gonna go build something and he's gonna go you know he's that's the type of person he is he's not the he's not the talk about it person yeah he never has been and so i actually got the text to go help with this volunteer and with these dogs and literally, I landed in Lansing from Daytona and went and did this. And so I texted my dad and I said, well, I'm going to go do this. And he said, well, maybe I'll come with you. Wow. And so for him to come with me, I mean, and we have a dog at home. And I'll tell you what, my mom has never been the type of person that's wanted a dog in the house. We had cats when I was younger, but right. on and off dogs with, you know, my sisters and my cousins and, and you know, a some of my uh, friend of mine's, you know, so it's this dog shows up on our porch and both my parents are retired. Mm -hmm. My dad just turned 70 this year, you know, and he has a lot of not just mental, but health, pro physical health yeah. problems. And so, and I really think that the physical health problems have uh, been an issue with the mental. I think it's all gone into the mental. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And so when this dog showed up on the porch, like, my mom was like, oh, I'm like, well, I can't take it to Humane Society. The Humane Society is closing. So yeah. she's staying here for now. Yeah. And so she slept in my bed that night because I'm a pushover. And the Humane Society was like, well, she can sleep in the garage. I was like, absolutely not. She's adorable. <laughs> Needless to say, it's a year later and we have a dog. Right, right. So her owner was never found, but that dog has given my dad a purpose. It was almost like an angel showed up it, on the doorstep. It was, honestly. I had just gotten out of a relationship. Yeah. I missed my dog in that relationship. Yeah. And here this dog shows up and she is the sweetest thing ever. And my dad actually, uh, a couple months later, had to go to a doctor's appointment Yeah, for his mental health. Yeah. And for him, they do this scale rating. So they say, hey, have... Uh, has anything changed in the household? Right. Anything, you know... Uh, and my dad goes, no. And the guy goes, okay, so, you know, no, no this, no this, no this, no this... Uh, and then my dad goes, Oh wait, we got a dog. So he comes home and he looks at the dog and he's like, did you know you got me 10 positivity points today on my, my health score? Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. So the, the doctor was like, that's a positive thing that gives you a purpose. Yeah. It gives you something to do now that you're retired. Right. Yeah. You're not going to work. You've got something to care for. Wow. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So this dog's been a big a big change in our life. Yeah. <laughs> so what does mom think? <coughs> oh. So has has dad changed a little bit? Ma oh, yeah. I, I truly feel like he <laughs> loves this. I mean, he adores this What kind dog. of dog is it? She is, 
because it's my dad, because it's my dad <laughs> and money is nothing with him. Apparently right. I-, I would like to know where the so, gold bricks are hidden in our home. But um, so he got a DNA test done really for You're- the dog, for the dog, for the dog. Yes. I did it for myself and it told me exactly what I thought it was going to say. So I'm like, well, I mean, I knew when I saw her that she was going to be uh, at least Pitbull of some kind. And Pitbull is such an umbrella term, you know? Uh, yeah. And, and so she's half Staffordshire, Staffordshire Terrier, which is a bully breed dog. But then the other half on the DNA test says that she's part Dalmatian, but wait for it, wait for it. What? And wiener dog. <laughs> Shut the front door. <laughs> I was like, that makes no sense. I was like, yeah, we're going to just pretend she's not a wiener dog. So she's, she's a pit bull. That's what we call her. Yeah. Well, it's funny because, um, um, those of you that don't know, um, Hillary and myself work with Chevy um, on the NASCAR uh, tour, and um, Hillary does a lot more with Chevy. Um, but you know, Ryan Newman runs Rescue Ranch, yeah. and well, his he always says he his, gives, he, his, his wife. wife, yeah, that's right, his <laughs> wife does. And so I'll never forget Jessa coming home one day, and she was working in a shelter. She gave back, and she puts her hours in, and. She's like, hey, have you ever heard of this guy named Ryan Newman? No, no, never. I have no idea who he is. <laughs> no, <laughs> tell she, me she's, more. She, she's like, yeah, I think he's a NASCAR guy, and you know, oh, really? Cool. <laughs> well, it ends up being Ryan. So I told Ryan about it the next week. He goes, "You got a dog yet?" I said, "No." <laughs> I can't believe we don't have fifteen. So, so <laughs> now Jessa has adopted two pit bulls. Oh, and uh, Oliver and Sassy. And let me tell you something. Oh my something. god, my grandma's dog's name was Sassy. Yeah, it just <laughs> dogs do something to people. And what I found out in just this segment here is a dog can calm you. Oh, totally. I've got friends that have. I have a friend that was in the military. He has PTSD. Yep. And he has, I think his is a German Shepherd. I'd have to check though. That is his uh, dog. And that dog knows when he is about to have an attack. And it goes and it lays on top of him. And he is fully calm after that. Hillary, were you there two weeks ago in Daytona when Mm. we gave away with Jeffrey Earnhardt? We gave away four uh, black labs to four of our military Men and women. You know, I walked across the street to Taco Bell because it's air conditioned. And then I came back and there were puppies and yeah. I about lost my mind. Yeah. And then everybody was like, oh, they were in the trailer. I was like, really? I miss everything. So um, you're you're absolutely right. <clears throat> and um, that was one of those times, too, that, um, you know, when I MC all these things. So it's like I didn't know up until that day what was going on. Right. Nope, and when that, all that when all that happened. I had one of those moments where I literally was doing the presentation and start crying because and got emotional because I never realized how important a dog could be to somebody's mental health. I think I think a pet of any kind. I think because like we said, it gives you a purpose. Yeah. You know, I mean. And they have no egos. They they wait for you to come home. Oh, my God. Um, they're this, so excited. Yes. They're happy. You. My they dog, don't care how much money you have. My dog anything. could walk outside. My dog does not get leashed when she goes outside. We live in the country. She mm-hmm. does not have a fence she stays in. She will never run away. Right. Even though she has come to us from somewhere, yeah. she's never going to leave. Wow. She knows she's got it made. Are you kidding <laughs> <Right>. me? <laughs> This dog's got a home and a cottage. She gets to swim all the time. Let me play. ask you this. Just because I know the stigma... 
of pit bulls. I was one of them until my daughter came home with two of them, okay? Right. (laughs) So was my mom. And if your dad was a manly man, he probably was like, there's no way. And it probably is totally different now, isn't it? Okay, but but keep in mind, like, our pit bull, like, does not look probably like Jess's pit bull. Like, (laughs) mine looks like a good... She's only about 40 pounds. (laughs) I think... She might have be a little fatter than that now. That said, she need to lose some weight. You, you did say she was half wiener. She's or- half wiener dog, yes. And uh, I mean, so she's not this big, bully, manly type dog. Yeah. Um, I mean, my dad walks. She has a flowered sweater that she walks around in, and my dad in the wintertime will put that on her and happily walk her through a store just to get compliments from people. Are you going, I hope to God you are not going to let your dad listen to this podcast because you, your dad's going to be like, you told everybody about me dressing the dog up. <laughs> well, it's my fault because I'm the one that buys all the stuff. Right, yeah. And and my mom. And your dad can't say no to they you. They both always laugh about it, but I'm like, you got to understand it's, it's below what in Michigan? I mean, yeah. not right now, obviously, but- it gets really cold here. Yeah. We need coats. So do they. So she gets a little sweater to put on. So this is totally off the cuff. We, we've we talked a little bit about, you know, mental health and, and um, um, how you've dealt with it, how you deal with it to this day. And, um, but man, I want to talk about something that you do for a living. Oh, boy. And you have no idea what I'm about to I ask you. I <laughs> want to talk about the brand new Corvette. It's something that, that you're going to make me talk about work things I'm when going, I'm not at work. We are, listen, th- there is something about this new Corvette. You are the professional. You are the product <laughs> specialist. You are the presenter. I want to talk about this new, this thing is like a spaceship, dude. That zero one's insane, isn't it? I, Listen, I, I'm just telling you. Okay, this is another thing. It may be a dog or it might be a brand new Corvette that makes Find you... Find your outlet. Find your outlet. How much horsepower does, does that thing have? 755. 755 horsepower. Yeah, that's insane. Hmm. It's like Tim Allen used to always say... Har, 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 har. Yeah, totally. <laughs> no, it's that How much car- fun is it for you to talk about cool cars? I love to... I, I can talk about that car all day long. And, and I think when everybody kind of comes into the field, they want to be that sports car person. But I can talk about that car, but I could go talk about the Traverse the same way. You know what? Because we, we, fun. We do, Chevy has a great line of vehicles. And no, Chevy's not giving us any money right now to talk <laughs> about this. But again, we talk about passion. It's like there, there's no possible way I can have you on the podcast talking about something so serious yeah. and not talk about what we do for a living. Right. And that's that's a big passion of mine. I mean, my dad was a car guy when right. I, you know, so I kind of grew up in that. So listen, I know that you know everything about vehicles. Don't okay? say that. Well, okay, you're a specialist <laughs> in the field, but have you ever even worked on a car? Oh yeah, that was. Let me see your hands. That was. They probably don't look at now. I don't have any nails though, but. Um, no, definitely. I mean, my grandparents when I was younger, they. I don't know if they gave it or if my dad bought it off of him. I don't know. We had some Jimmy and I had to change that serpentine belt and I was not old enough to drive by any means. I rotate tires. I can change oil. I do all that stuff. My Volt, I don't have to do that. But So if you got a flat tire, would you know how to change the flat tire? Oh, you never heard the Indiana story where no, we did get a flat not. tire? Were you working? Yeah. Well, technically not, yeah. but I may or may not have gotten a flat tire in a cruise. Really? 
because and you change I, a tire? I was trying to get someone to Subway. <laughs> no, I have not heard this story. And we got a flat tire. And I didn't believe everybody when they got out of the car. And they were like, Hillary, have a flat tire. Mind you, the whole car was like sitting like this. <laughs> And so people don't know what this oh, is. Oh yeah, yeah, it's cr- sitting <laughs> completely like on the, sitting completely on the ground on the passenger side, basically. And uh, so I get out, and the whole front tire is destroyed. Yeah. And we're on the ground at now, this point. No, was this a rental car? Yes. Okay, <laughs> that's even funnier. So, so let me guess. You're a girl. You called AAA. There was one dude in the car, <laughs> mind you. There was one guy in the car, and I will call him out, Cameron. <laughs> and he went into Subway and got his sandwich. And me and the girls changed that tire. No way. Seriously. We threw the donut on. Yep. Outstanding. Yep. No, I did not know pulled that. But the I, jack, I cannot wait to see out. Cameron again, though. Through, through the tire. Because you know that I'm going to make sure that everybody hears the end of this podcast now. <laughs> so, Cameron, if you're listening. And, and he's from Texas. I know. Right? He, and he's a big out dude. Of, out of four girls. We were five people crammed into this cruise. <laughs> and out of the five people, there was one guy. The four girls changed the tire. Wow. <laughs> So, so just like you said, you have a passion for cars, and and and, and I joke around about the Corvette because I mean it is just a sweet ride. It is. Okay, um, I drive a brand new Silverado, which I absolutely love. But let's get back to the Corvette. <laughs> Find your outlet, <laughs> whatever your outlet is. You know, I am in my late forties, and they say that you start to change when you you know midlife <laughs> so, crisis. Yeah. So let's talk about this Corvette again. 755 horsepower. 715 pound-feet of torque. Uh, uh, what, is, what, what else can you tell me about this car? That Just, thing is <laughs> a monster. And I mean, if you look so at it. So is it a race car basically you, from the factory? You could use it that way. I like to tell people, though, that like, because we work the Corvette races too. Right, yeah. And really in our Corvette lineup, the Grand Sport kind of sits closer to what we race on the track okay just because of imsel like rules yeah. that we're allowed to run with so that zr1 has more horsepower than what that race car is allowed to pump out on the track wow that's pretty cool that's pretty exciting it's got like it's got like two plus or 300 plus more horsepower than that race car does wow that's ridiculous yeah that's a lot of horsepower that is a lot it kind of terrifies me that like <laughs> Old men, because I know that's who's going to be driving it, mm-hmm. are going to be driving it. <laughs> yeah, right. No, absolutely. And, and, and I, I've definitely been in the passenger seat of some of those, and it, it is scary. I mean, we obviously saw what happens, you know, at the... Um, don't, um, we don't talk about that. <laughs> you know, about that time. We're not allowed to talk about that. <laughs> I mean, it was crazy. I mean, that thing has a lot of horsepower. I tell people all the time, I'm like, that thing's going to throw you into a wall quicker yep. than you know what to do with. <laughs> right. Or the ditch. And most people don't know how to deal with that much horsepower. And if you don't... Again, it's just like anything else. You go get help. Go to go go to the Ron Fellows Driving School. Shout out to Ron Fellows, who we pay for you to go to their driving school. Exactly. Hello. And Ron is such an amazing guy. And his whole team is awesome. I mean, they are the coolest people. I get to see them at Barrett Jackson. I'm hoping I get to see them at SEMA this year. Yeah, I just got to hang out with Ron um, at the uh, Detroit Detroit. Grand Prix. Yeah, he was there. And I saw him at uh, the Indy 500 because. We were he there was, with, yeah. uh, he actually taught um, the basketball player yeah, how to, to drive, drive a, car. a pace car. Yeah, yep, that's right. Yeah. No, so. it, we provide you with a school. Yeah. Get help. 
right, get go learn how to drive your car. So I mean, we're, we're, we're literally about four minutes left in this podcast. Can you believe it's almost been an hour? No. It, 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 it's unbelievable. Did we talk you, about what we were supposed to talk about? Yeah. I mean, mental health. I mean, but, 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 you know, here's the whole thing. It's like when, when you just get to hang out with a friend and talk about things that are important in not just our lives, but in everybody's life. Right. Um, I guess I brought up the other part for a reason. Don't take life so serious. No, you got to have fun. And, and I know why, it's hard. And that's I know why it's I brought hard. that up. Because this is a touchy subject. A lot of people don't understand it. And let me be honest with you. I am one that don't understand this. Yeah. I called my daughter last night. I I was I, I was honest with you, Hillary. Um, when I told you I was nervous about this podcast because I don't know a lot about this, but I do know a lot about wanting to help people yeah. and lead people in the right way. And just because you're a professional don't always mean that you know how to help people. You are a not a professional. No. But you are dealing with the issues. Yeah. And, and, I, and, and, and that's what's important for me to get out there is saying, hey, listen, I have somebody that's dealing with this and she's not afraid to talk about no, these and problems. Don't, don't be afraid to talk about it. And I'm another person. If you want to reach out to me, that's totally fine. I'm, I was hoping you were going to say that because that's why I threw my, my, my website I have no out there. Pro- I have no problem with that. I'm not as cool as Johnny. I don't have a website, but you can totally find me on Instagram at the Hillary Croft. But I mean, I spell that out for people because again, you, we always talk fast, especially on yeah, the podcast. So, so please talk slow. It's spell at T H E the H I L L A R Y C R O F T. One more time. H I O. Oh, geez, not I just <laughs> forgot. I started spelling my own name. <laughs> it's the Hillary Croft. T H E H I L L A R Y C R O F T. And I, I message me. Yeah, shoot me a message. You I'll will see get it. back. I will get back to you. I am that type of person. I mean, I laugh thinking about people who don't respond to text messages. Yeah. Like that blows my mind. We're in 2018, and you can't. You're telling me you didn't look at your phone. You can, you, the majority of people wear a watch that shows them their text messages. Like, come on, get serious here. So I'll see it. Yeah. I'll respond. If you need a shoulder to cry on, somebody to talk to who you don't know, I'll talk to you. That's amazing. And I appreciate you saying that. I I wasn't going to put you on the spot earlier, but I was hoping that you would say. No, yeah, totally. And you did. And because it is important because not everybody wants to reach out to a guy. No, not everybody wants to reach out to a girl. No, you got to. So you, you have, have to find, to find that, your. You said it earlier. You got to find your person. You have to find your person. You got to find your people. If it's a group, if it's one, if it's a doctor, if it's a good friend, if it's somebody you don't know. Yeah. You got to talk. You have to find that right person. And, it, and you know, it's so funny you you said that because um, those of you that don't know my daughter, she is, um, you know, she's a clinical psychologist with a master's degree. Yes, I'm a very proud dad. And now she just decided to go and get her PA degree. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So she's going to be, you know, like a, a, basically a doctor. Good for and, her. And yeah, no, it, it's so cool. And if you know my daughter, I she's just got so- my associates after 10 years. So I. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on her heels. (laughs) So, but it's so funny because Jessa often says, because like Jessa will get some crazy haircut, you know what I mean? Put some color in it. She has fun. My daughter is half sleeved out. I love it. You know what I mean? And and at first the doctors 
were like, whoa, 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 you know, you but then afterwards they're like, no, people I'm so love sick you. of that. Yeah. No, but, no, but Jessa has found her niche of Good. people going, I want to talk to her. Because she's she, a normal, she's normal, everyday person. Yeah. She yeah. looks like me. She looks like you. Like she. Exactly. It's so funny. And um, so, and again, her, she, she has, she deals with this six days a week. And her outlet is Derby. She's that, a roller and derby that's, girl. That's her outlet. You know, she loves to work out in in Derby. Because you gotta gotta find your outlet. You have like to I find can't your stress that enough. And I know, I know, we said it before with the suicide hotline. Yeah, please say it again. And I know that that freaks people out, but I just want to point out that the last four digits spell out talk. Talk. So that's a big deal. So another one did more you, time. Did, hey, it's been exactly an hour. Did you just figure out it said talk? No, I saw it earlier. <laughs> I just didn't want to interrupt I'm and just say it. Fun. But I totally, it's in the small print, so I can't see it that far away. Here's my glasses I know, right here. Right? Right? <laughs> so, so that number once again is 1-800-273-8255. And if you want the Veterans Crisis Line, call the same number, press one. Yeah. So two different kind of standpoints but at least you've got someone to talk to and if you need me again you can find me at johnny d at motivationalcowboy.com you can find me on facebook at motivational cowboy you can find me on twitter at mc johnny d number four instagram motivational cowboy and hillary one more time for those women out there or men that or maybe men. Or, or men that want to talk to a a woman how can they get a hold of you? Or teens, even. I think that's a big deal. There's a lot of teens that as are afraid to approach parents. True. You're you're absolutely right about that. I, I you're right. You're absolutely right. There's a lot of kids out there that will not approach their parents, and that terrifies me. I was just gonna say it's scary. Because coming from someone who I mean, I lost someone I grew up with at the age of sixteen. Hillary, you know, I, that's a it's a big deal. Big deal. And if you're a parent that don't know how to talk to your kid, get a hold of one of us. Yes. I am not a professional, but sometimes you don't have to be a professional no. to get things kicked off. Right. Exactly. Right, Kick right it foot. off on the right foot. Hey, what am I supposed to do about this? Yeah. Hey, absolutely. let's find somewhere that is great for kids. Big yeah. brothers, big sisters. It's a great, great thing. My podcast earlier today talked about just that big brothers big sisters so jc has been my longtime producer for 18 yeah. years he is my uh that's my second cd um that's gonna be nominated for a, a grammy uh, or considered for a grammy and um the last thing he talked about today was purpose and um find your purpose he says johnny i'm a big brother been doing it for that's years awesome and and so if it may be puppies, it's just like you said, it's okay. Pick up the poop, hug the dog, take them for walks. If you can't have a dog, go volunteer. Absolutely. Go hang out. Shelters always need help. And, and, and you're right about that even because you, there are sometimes pets are not allowed in the house because of right. a wife of kids or whatever, but that that's no excuse not to go and volunteer. You can't go, you can go get your fix. I, I know a right. lot of, I will help you find somewhere to go. <laughs> I promise you, I will help you find somewhere to go. How can they find you again, Hillary? Okay. So it's at the Hillary Croft, T-H-E-H-I-L-L-A-R-Y-C-R-O-F-T. And then don't forget about this National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. That number again is 1-800-273-825. And then if for the veterans, press one. Hillary, I can't thank you enough. It's been an hour, so we're going to end this yes. session. So I, I, I feel another session coming on soon. But I think next time, 
I we'll think actually time, talk about what we're supposed to talk about. No, but here's the thing. <laughs> I think next time it would be fun to bring my daughter in. Oh my gosh, and get a professional? Us. Yes, it would be both of us and a professional. That oh, would be kind of fun. That'd be fun. But I guarantee you, Jess is going to be like, hey, Dad, that's cool, but make sure that you have the wine there. <laughs> that's, that is so fine. That's perfectly fine. I have no issue with that. Hillary, again, thank you so much. I, I thank you so much for coming on the Outstanding Life podcast. So thanks again. Thanks this for is, having me. Absolutely. This is Johnny D, the Motivational Cowboy with this week's podcast with Miss Hillary. And again, thank you so much. You can find me at motivationalcowboy.com, Twitter at MC Johnny D number four, and Instagram at Motivational Cowboy. And this is Johnny D, the Motivational Cowboy, telling you, be safe, have fun, and have yourselves an outstanding day. Outstanding Life is a Soul Bridge Studio production.